no matter where you are in your faith walk or lack of, Mm -hmm. but I'd still say where you are in your faith walk, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people around the Christmas holiday are longing for something that they know is special. Like it's Mm -hmm. like they know there's something different, Mm -hmm. holy, other and there's a reason that even those who are not christians like migrate back to the story of jesus yeah that there's truth in it and that there's a longing for it so it's just a shame when it gets so chaotic that it gets lost hello and welcome to the minimalist moms podcast join me today for a bonus discussion with author jen ludwig as she encourages listeners to focus on god's gift of hope peace and joy during this busy christmas season Her desire is for people to slow down at the holidays and use the weeks leading up to December 25th to prepare their hearts to truly celebrate. For those of you that are new around here, I release bonus episodes that serve a niche part of my audience. I have listeners of all faith backgrounds that listen to the podcast. This episode is coming from a Christian perspective, so if that's something that doesn't fit what you're looking for, check out the other episode that dropped this week with Tracy McCubbin about intentionality during the holiday season, or join me back here on Tuesday for a conversation that you don't want to miss. And now let's get into the conversation with Jen. Today we're going to be talking about embracing Advent during this Christmas season. And we were kind of talking before we got on that even if you're not a Christian, that this episode could be applicable to you because it's really about finding the intentional, slow, meditative time during this time that's otherwise can be chaotic, busy, overscheduled, rushed. So I think regardless of where you stand in faith, that this episode is worth listening. Would you agree? Yes. I think that Advent is about preparation and we are all preparing in some way for the holidays. Absolutely. So, okay. Basic definition. What is Advent? So let me just start by saying like when people hear Advent, um, I'm sure a lot of different things come, come to mind. For most, I think uh, people think of those calendars, right? With a 25-day countdown with little windows that you open. They've become hugely popular. Like, I had them when I was a kid, and they were just like paper. But now, you know, they have cosmetics in them or socks in them, candy in them. I will make my plug my favorite, Trader Joe's 99-cent advent calendars with the chocolate in them. They go great with, like, teacher gifts and stuff. But um, it's really become pretty popular as this idea of a countdown of 25 days. But in the liturgical church tradition, Advent is not actually a period of 25 days, but it's always a period of four weeks. So Advent always starts the fourth Sunday before Christmas, which means this year it'll be Sunday, December 3rd. And the word Advent means coming. So those four weeks are meant to be a reflection on Jesus coming into the world. They're meant to be a reflection on when he first came as a baby at Christmas, um, when believers um, look toward when he will one day come again. But it's also just a, a time to prepare for Christmas in our lives today. Um, so more specifically, those four weeks are meant for reflection on four themes. And those four themes are hope, peace, joy, and love. And I don't currently attend an, a liturgical church. I didn't when I first heard about Advent. Um, but no matter how you worship on a Sunday, I think that the Advent season provides a really rich framework for preparing for the holiday season. Yeah, because the holidays are crazy, right? (laughs) 
So what is the importance of the calendar and why should we be proactive when it comes to scheduling this time? I think the part about being proactive is we just sometimes wait. (laughs) That's why we need to be proactive. December comes and then we get buried, right? So we need to be intentional to be thinking now in November about what we want our December to look like. Or that illustration again, we just start to get swept away in it. So practically, what can we do? I love what you shared about picking one thing for each family member. I was gonna share something very similar. Um, I got together with a group of moms and we just sat for five or 10 minutes and wrote down on a piece of paper all of the things that we like to do at Christmas. It could be from baking cookies, to going to see the Christmas lights, to going maybe to a special concert, making teacher gifts, like just took blank pieces of paper and just wrote down everything that we would like to do at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And as moms, that includes the things we know that our kids like. Mm -hmm. We know that our husbands like. Mm -hmm. We dump all of this stuff on a piece of paper and then we just said, let's circle three things Mm -hmm. that are really important to us this year and let's cross off three things that we're just gonna let go of this year. It was a fun activity, but it's a really surprising activity because first of all, when you sit down and you write it all out, I think we were all shocked at how full our pieces of paper were what we thought we could do or what we thought we would like to do in the month of December yeah. was completely unattainable. Yeah. So it's, it's just shocking when you, when you see that. I think then also as we started looking through and circling and crossing out, the realization a lot of us had were mm-hmm. how many things were on there, quote unquote, just for tradition's sake. They were things that uh, we just had always done, but didn't even necessarily want to do or weren't even necessarily practical for the seasons we were in with our growing families. I was still creating this little advent calendar that had the Christmas story from the Bible broken down into like 25 days. And that was amazing when my kids were in elementary school, but here they were like in high school and I was still creating this calendar just because it was habit. It was rote. I always had, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's great to kind of do this brain dump to see everything that's going on in our heads, Mm -hmm. to see where our expectations are at Mm -hmm. and to see what we think we want to do and maybe the things that we're planning on doing but don't need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And then I would just say, looking at the count, like literally taking out the calendar, looking at the van- looking in advance, what are the things you want to say yes to? If it's really important to you to go walk Candy Cane Lane and see the Christmas lights with your family, then get it on the calendar. Yeah. If it is really important to you to do some sort of service project mm-hmm. during the holidays, like it's November, you got to get looking at that now if you want to spend christmas eve or christmas day or some other set of time with just your immediate family make that plan now because there are going to be plenty of opportunities for a lot of wonderful things that are going to come your way but you need to get the most important stuff on the calendar first you've got to get those priorities on there Mm -hmm. and then i think it's also really helpful to know in advance what you're going to say no to I think that you can be ready to say no thank you to the ugly sweater party that your neighbors always throw. Or you can say no thank you to the cookie exchange 
or um, even leadership tasks, like being ready to say no thank you to running your kid's class party mm -hmm. and being able to say, you know what, I can't take that on this year, but I am happy to handle the desserts, right? Yeah. But when those things start to hit us also in late November, December, and we're not ready to say no to them, often we just say yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that we need to realize that every time we say yes to something, we are saying no to something else. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. every yes is filling up our calendar. Mm -hmm. And you said the word margin, which I think is also really important, is again, once you start to fill your calendar, not to overfill it and be overly optimistic so that when some friend or extended family member gets sick around the holidays, you have the bandwidth to bring them a meal. Mm -hmm. So that when your child comes home and says, oh, I did sign you up to bring all of the cookies for the Christmas party tomorrow, <laughs> that is not the thing that sends you to like tears yeah. in your kitchen when you need to do it because you've left a little bit of bandwidth, you've left a little bit of space. And I'm saying these things because I struggle with them. <laughs> and I struggled with them for years. And I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I wanna do all of the things. I'm an extrovert. I wanna enjoy everything. I want things to have themes and meaning and relationship involved. And in an effort to do all of those things, sometimes I end up doing like none of those things well. Yeah. And missing out back to like missing out on why you're doing those things mm -hmm. because you get caught up in the details. There's actually um, a great story, which is kind of what grounds me. It's in the Bible. It's a story about these two sisters. Do you mind if I just read it? Yeah, go for it. It actually starts with talking about Jesus and he's traveling. It says, as they continued on their journey, Jesus came to a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him to her house. She had a sister by the name of Mary who settled down at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was very worried about her elaborate preparations. And she burst in saying, Lord, don't you mind that my sister has left me to do everything by myself? Tell her to get up and help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, my dear, you are worried and bothered about providing so many things. Mm -hmm. Only a few are really needed, perhaps only one. Mary has chosen the best part and you mustn't tear it away from her. And I love that story because it's hard for me to hear, but I am such a Martha. My intentions are good at the start. Oh my gosh, Jesus is here. This is what it's about. This is what the celebration is for. So let me do a whole bunch of things to make it special. Mm -hmm. But it's special just because he's there. I don't have to do all of these things. And so then I start preparing and I get into the elaborate preparations and then I end up yelling at my sister, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. When that's something I've created, that stress, <laughs> yeah. because of what I've put on myself. And again, I'm still gonna want awesome playlists for my party. I'm still gonna want like incredible menus if I'm hosting a meal. Mm -hmm. But if I'm trying to do all of those things yeah. it gets to a point where it's not even special anymore it's just stressful yeah and you can't really enjoy it i think that i've never hosted before uh, any type of holiday but i know that my mom is now in this 
stride of where she's hosted Christmas for so long that she knows what to prep so that she can actually enjoy the day with everyone. And I think that's the whole point. Like we allow ourselves to become so overwhelmed with people's perception of how it should be. But really when we have that chaotic energy, we are probably making people's experience worse rather than we just say like, Hey, maybe something didn't go the way I planned, or maybe this is taking a little bit longer, or maybe I don't do fill in the blank. And that's okay because this is just about the experience with one another. Like that's what it really does come down to. Yeah, I agree. It's when we get caught up in the preparations instead of the focus of the why. Yeah. That's when it becomes a little chaotic. Absolutely. For us and for the people we are with. Yeah. Our families, right? Our kids. And so just stepping back to the calendar thing, I just think looking now before we start to feel pulled in all those directions. Mm -hmm. What are the things that are important, important Mm -hmm. to our family? What are the things we wanna let go of that we're ready to say no to? Mm -hmm. That just helps us to step away from that chaos and focus back in on Christmas, yeah. So you shared that story and again, all the listeners are like, what did they talk about before they hit record? But we chatted for like 15 minutes beforehand and you told me you wanted to share about Mary in that moment where she was sitting on Jesus's feet. So why don't you expand on that for the listeners? I just think that the most important thing during the Advent season is keeping our focus on Christmas, on why we are celebrating. And the thing we are celebrating is that Jesus has come. And this is the situation for Mary and Martha. Jesus has come and Martha, truly, I don't knock her because I am her. She's excited about it. And so her go-to is to start the elaborate preparations. But what Mary does and what Jesus commends is he just goes and sits to be with him. Mm -hmm. So glad you're here. While you're here, I'm gonna spend time with you. So this is why I wrote Embracing Advent which is a devotional book, which means it's just little short entries to read each day to help you come back to the why. Mm -hmm. And I highly recommend during this Advent season that we all find a time and a place, a comfy spot to come back to every day and just have a conversation with God. I have an oversized chair in my living room I come to it every morning with my big cup of coffee before anyone else is up in the house. Mm -hmm. And that's where I sit to reflect and to pray and start my day. Now, it doesn't have to be first thing in the morning. I know some people actually prefer to sort of end their day with reflection and that's how they'll prepare for the next day. Or if you are working, sometimes taking a break midday at lunch, going for a walk, just you and God having some prayer time, walk and talk, that can be just what you need in the middle of your day. But again, as we're in November, I think the key is to plan now and be specific and think about when and where and how you're going to set aside some time for quiet and refocus during the Advent season. The when is important and keeping it consistent because that's a habit. Mm -hmm. I think that the where is important because in addition to just making sure it's a space where you feel comfortable and you feel like you can, you know, have your time, mm-hmm. when we come back to the same place every day, that also becomes habit. Mm-hmm. When I come back to that same chair every morning, my body automatically changes posture, right? Yeah. I relax into that. 
I know why I'm sitting in that chair. This is my time Mm -hmm. to pray. Mm -hmm. If you have that space, whether it's in your bedroom or a special space outside, or like I said, maybe it's going out for a walk in nature, but when we reconnect in the same space every day, it helps us to get to that place faster Mm -hmm. of meeting with God Mm -hmm. and then setting aside and choosing how you're going to do that is also really beneficial. And there are so many great devotionals out there. There's tons of materials, tons of books on prayer. Um, You can just open the Bible. There's a wonderful app called YouVersion that has tons of free devotionals. Mm -hmm. The one I wrote, Embracing Advent, does focus on those four weeks of hope and peace and love and joy. Mm -hmm. It's just a little reflection on each of those things Mm -hmm. during those four weeks and how God offers those gifts to us of hope and peace and love and joy, Mm -hmm. that we can receive them as moms and that when we receive them, then we can offer them to our family and friends as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to offer that encouragement from that story that... Note that what Mary does is called what's best, Mm -hmm. just the sitting and being with God versus trying to over-prepare for it. I've heard that story so many times, funny where it meets you in the season that you're in, and it it looked different in my 20s than it does now as a 30-year-old who does have three kids who is trying to host more and to do all the things because you're like, I just want to make this time really memorable and my husband always tells me not everything has to be tradition just because you did it once doesn't mean you have to do it again next year but I'm so like let's do it we can do it all yes and I think there's a real balance with that I mean again I'm speaking from being the personality of more of a Martha but traditions are fantastic I mean there are things that kids will remember and kids are gonna, my kids, they're gonna remember opening the advent calendars that they did when they were little and going through the story of Christmas. Mm -hmm. But do they need to do it at 17 and 19? Probably not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There are traditions that are also for seasons. And if we get too focused on just specific traditions, then we are not open to, what's the season I'm in now? What's what's the thing that's best for my family in this season? to keep us focused and on the same page together. As you're saying all this, it is making me so sad that one day some of the little traditions we have, we won't be doing because my kids will be more grown up. Mm. However, I think this episode will be airing sometime in mid-November. So I think giving ourselves that last couple of weeks of November to process, I I don't want to say it's grief, but just that morning, that Mm. season of littles and the sweet things that we do, uses his time instead of complete grief and mourning. Again, I know that's a really intense word to use for it, but say, what can we do now that we couldn't do? Maybe we cut down our Christmas tree and the kids can all bring a saw now because they're older and they can help dad cut it down. Maybe we go sledding, maybe we go tubing. If you don't have snow, I don't, I don't know what you do in in the winter when, or I guess it's not winter. I don't know what you do in Florida. (laughs) What do you do in Florida and California in December? I don't know. I know grief sounds like a heavy word, but I just think there's something about, and what Mary is doing is being present. Yeah. Right. It's just being present with God because he brings us through seasons and I always come back to balance, right? We don't want to tend too far either way. I think people are really critical of Martha in this story, but you know what? They also needed to eat, right? Mm -hmm. So if everybody (laughs) spent the whole time just sitting, they'd be starving. Mm -hmm. So it's in all of these things, it's 
taking the time for reflection, mm -hmm. preparing in advance. And then for me, it's also making that time little bit i'm not talking about like don't feel like if you don't have an hour you can't do this mm -hmm. five minutes ten minutes every day to be like hey god i'm here <laughs> i'm looking for your hope today mm -hmm. i'm looking for your peace today mm -hmm. let me see it let me find it don't let me get so caught up that i miss it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I think if we have people that are still listening that aren't Christians, like I said, I wanted this to be applicable yeah. to people of all faith backgrounds. And I think we did a pretty good job of doing so. Uh, however, if you are someone that maybe is exploring your faith or you don't share mm -hmm. our faith, use it as a time again of that reflection, meditation, yeah. um, and just quiet and, and slowing down. And I think that Again, when we have little kids, it can be so hard to do that. So saying, I'm going to specifically use this time. Maybe it's not going to be for the whole year, but I'm going to dedicate and discipline myself to say for this time period, I'm going to do what I need because it is chaotic. So this is mm -hmm. a moment for me where, again, maybe you get a really yummy type of coffee that you don't typically get. I know we have stoffs here in Columbus, and they have really great flavors throughout the winter season of Nice. I, I don't know. It's just lovely. I love to enjoy that in the morning. And it just feels like a slow, sweet moment that I don't get throughout mm -hmm. the rest of the year. And it makes me look forward to getting up before my kids. So I know that mm -hmm. maybe that sounds like a lot of extra hassle to get yourself up. But I think it's we have to make ourselves look forward to things that seem difficult at first when they aren't happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Having those things. Oh, I love the idea of a special coffee every day but also just any tools that just make it a little easier. I'm not even saying my book, yeah. but anything that helps you settle in more quickly, focus more quickly, and make the most out of those moments that you're setting aside as you get ready for Christmas. Absolutely, I think that's a great word of encouragement that we should end on, but where can listeners grab a copy of your book? Where can they connect mm -hmm. with you online? Yes. So the book is available on Amazon. That's the easiest place to get it. There's also barnesandnoble.com and things like that. But if you want to see more, my website, jenledboyd.com has all the links to the book and some other things I've written as well. Perfect. Well, as we wrap up the conversa conversation, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest. Yes. And the first one is, what's been a beneficial resource in your life that you want to share with the listeners? Yeah, something I mentioned earlier in the podcast is the YouVersion Bible app. Yeah. And I have been a huge fan of that. It is a free app. One of the things that is great about it is, is it has literally like thousands of translations of the Bible on it. And in addition to that, it has tons of free resources, free devotionals, reading plans. There's actually samplings of my book on there for free as well. There's a four day plan that just touches on those four themes. And there's the one week plan that does the whole first week of the book on there. I just think it's amazing free resource. I completely agree. I've used that for years as well. I don't do it every nice. day, but I like to come back to it for sure. It's a good yeah. resource. All right. Well, my last question for you is what is something you can't stop talking about? This would be a whole separate podcast if we were to dive into it. But recently for me, mm -hmm. something I've been talking a lot about, my friends would tell you, is this idea of Sabbath, mm -hmm. this idea of rest and a regular rhythm mm -hmm. of rest. I recently read a book by John Mark Comer called yeah. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, mm -hmm. so good. which is a 
Fantastic book. Um, but it's been something that I've been thinking about for more than a year and I've been trying to carve out time. I am not at a place where I'm giving up a whole day a week just to rest. It's amazing how difficult that is actually. In our family, we have created Sunday evenings as a time of rest, which means we try to stay off devices, we hang out together as a family, and we don't work. And what's amazing about that, even just setting aside Sunday evening, is how deliberate you have to be in order to make that happen. Mm -hmm. But in any case, it's like I said, it would be a huge can of worms to open, but just this idea of intentional rest and Sabbath has been knocking around in my brain a lot lately. Uh, if that's something you can't stop talking about, I highly recommend the book Sabbath by Wayne Mueller. It's excellent. Mm, I read it, awesome. I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, eight years ago. And I am still not in the habit of a regular Sabbath. I know, I know, mm -hmm. but I need to probably reread that because it, it would be beneficial to me to do so. But I highly recommend that book. Well, Jen, thanks so much for joining me and sharing your book, Embracing Advent, with us. And just, again, this season that is chaotic to just slow down a little bit more. This was a great reminder. Yeah. Thank you. What did you think of the episode? I hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about today's guest, including links, resources related to everything discussed today, visit the episode page at minimalistmomspodcast.com, where you can find the entire podcast archive, as well as my book, Minimalist Moms, Living and Parenting with Simplicity, or other ways to connect or work with me online. If you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest and most impactful thing you can do is subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating or review of your favorite episode. Lastly, sharing the show or your favorite episode with friends on social media is very helpful and will encourage others on their journey to think more and do with less.